Welcome to the Make History Podcast. This is your host, Sean B. Make History Podcast is about self-progression, overcoming obstacles, and having the resilience not to give up. Just to make history. The ups, the downfalls, these are our stories, our visions, and our conversations. Let's go. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to the Make History Podcast. This is your host doing the most, Sean B. And today I have a real special guest with me right now, Pastor Al Parker. Hey, what's up, family? Glad (laughs) to be on tonight. Thank you for having me tonight, Sean. Yes, sir. Yeah, so first of all, as you mentioned, again, thank you for having me tonight, Sean. Um, Just really, really excited to be on here tonight. Um, I am uh, the proud pastor of Empowerment Fellowship Church and Empowerment Global, our online church ministry. And um, I've been pastoring there for almost 10 years. I've been in pastorate for more than 13 years and been in ministry for, uh, I want to say, somewhere around 25, 26 years. Um, Also privileged, blessed by God, with a wonderful skill set to work with. Uh, heart patients, and I've also been doing that for quite some time since uh, 2000 and, uh, excuse me, 1997. And so I work with um, patients and uh, doing different types of heart procedures and implanting medical devices in the heart. So that's a little bit uh, about what I do in regards to medicine and ministry. So, And that is so amazing that you're able to do both of those things at the same time. Um, now, it, this is uh, how how difficult is scheduling to try to to try to like this going through sermons to actually going through the medical field. How, I mean, can, are you able to explain to us how uh, the medical field interacts with the, the ministry? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I can. Um, in regard to scheduling, it is tough. Um, bivocational pastors. Um, in my opinion, are very, very um, excellent multitaskers, or at least we attempt to be. <laughs> and uh, But it is a uh, very rewarding um, to be able to have um, the, the type of uh, careers uh, that allow us to work with um, people who are ill or people who are trying to improve their health, and also to be able to have ministry, being called by God um, to ministry, uh, which is a, another opportunity to heal. So in one sense, uh, we are very active and involved and engaged in a physical healing process. And then in another sense, we're very active and engaged in a spiritual healing process. So uh, they do work hand in hand. Um, when you are a child of God, a Christian, you work in medicine, you work in ministry, uh, there are a lot of parallels. Um, I do pray every single day before I start my day. I pray that every case would go well. I pray that every surgery is successful. I pray for great outcomes for the patient. I even pray for the staff, um, you know, as well, too. So, yeah, they really do go hand in hand. So, um, speaking of, I was just on the phone a few minutes ago with uh, one of my uh, parishioners, church members just recently, um, was admitted to the hospital. And so, again, and he was in the same hospital that I was actually working at when he was admitted. So, you know, again, they do go hand in hand. 
I, I just, it's very, uh, always, it's very interesting to hear that, uh, one, you're a surgeon, two, you're a pastor. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very <laughs> like, oh my gosh, like, how could you do both things? And they just require so much, but I know it's a steady hand, uh, with both, uh, both, uh, both jobs. Uh, you said something this morning that really clicked, uh, on a, on a Facebook, Facebook Live, uh, something about a, a <laughs> elevator. I think it was pretty, pretty powerful. Uh, could you recall any of that? And and could you share that with us? Yeah. So that's the other part about uh, again, not even being a pastor, but being a child of God. And for clarity, I'm not actual surgeon, but I do uh, participate in surgery. So I don't want anybody to say I didn't know. So just for clarity. Um, I was headed in to do some procedures this morning, some surgeries this morning with the team, and um, busy, constantly. It's a busy life between ministry and medicine and other things as well. Um, but just constantly on to go busy. Click the button um, to go up um, to the fifth floor to uh, where the, the area where we perform our, our procedures. And, um, you know, just busy. And the elevator rang but it was actually two elevators that showed up at the same time. And one of them was going down and it was the closest one to me. And just out of habit, I'm just assuming that that's the one that I wanted. That's the one I was waiting for. And, you know, I was, my, my spirit was quickened to just look. And so I looked up and the one that was closest to me was actually going down, but the one to my left was actually going up. And just as soon as I realized that I needed to, to focus more in that moment to make sure that I was getting on the right elevator, uh, no sooner than that came to, to my spirit, my mind, I really just heard from God. He's saying that's how life is. When, you, when you're waiting on something from me, when you're expecting something from me, when you have a dream, when you have a vision, when you have a destiny, you have to be focused. Because what you're waiting on, sometimes the opposite thing shows up at the same time. And if you're not careful, it's still an elevator. It's still an open door. Come on now. It's still, it's still uh, the same mechanism, the same device that can take you up is the same mechanism and device that can take you down. But if you're not focused, you have a 50-50 chance of making the wrong decision and going the wrong way. So you have to pay attention. You have to be focused because God is saying what you're waiting on is on the way. But when it arrives, make sure you pay close attention and make sure that you're focused, that you don't end up going down when you were really supposed to go up on the elevator. Wow. That is so powerful. So, and you can, you yeah. can only think about how, how many ways can that happen in your life in general, just a lifestyle thinking about like, just, hey, you know, God is showing you the signs, you know, and you're not focused and you're not paying attention and you, you end up in the wrong area. You end up in the wrong place at the wrong time, you know, and you can get caught up real easy uh, just by not being focused. Well, you know what? You know what I think is, is, is even more impactful What's that? along those lines is not just where we end up, but that sometimes we blame God for us not being where we we're told or promised by God that we were going to be. Sometimes we say God's not listening. Sometimes we say he doesn't hear us. Sometimes we say he don't answer my prayers. 
we say so many different things, but the reality of it is, Sean, the reality of it is, it's not that God didn't do it. It's sometimes that we just didn't recognize it. Yes. Yes. And that's, and, I, and <laughs> man, you, you can't, you can't be more, more true than that. That's, that is, that's for sure. That is for sure. So what, what got you into medicine in the first place? What, what made you have that, that passion just to even go into that? Um, my mother uh, and my aunt, uh, my mother, Ruthie Coates, shout out to her in Baton Rouge, my aunt, uh, Myrtle Walker and uh, Zachary, Louisiana. Both of them were in medicine when I was very young, uh, before I was even born, actually. <laughs> and um, when I turned around uh, 16, 17, my mother uh, helped me get a job at a hospital that she was working at. I was an orderly. Nobody even knows what that is these days. Uh, uh, but anybody remember the fat boys? Remember they did a movie and they were orderlies at a hospital. <laughs> but I was an orderly at a hospital. So the orderlies are the guys that, uh, you know, help do the CPR when the people come in from the car wrecks and the airlifts. And um, they're the ones that help the nurses uh, put the patients on the scales, the heavy, heavy patients on the scales. They're the ones that basically we, we just assist uh, wherever needed throughout the entire facility. So that at 17, I was an orderly at a hospital and um, it was the adrenaline. It was running down six flights of stairs to get to the ER to do chest compressions on a patient that was coding in the middle of the night. Uh, it was all of those things. And man, I just loved it. I loved the adrenaline. I loved all of it. And um, I was able to go to the military shortly thereafter and continue uh, that pursuit into, at that particular level, um, somewhat of um, field medic, um, you know, field trauma medicine, things like that. So, no, I absolutely love it. I love all of the, all of the things that people are afraid of. That's most of the stuff I love in medicine. So. It's scary because of this COVID stuff and everything that's happening with it, but then yet, you know, uh, you know, it's necessary and it's needed to, to get, uh, you know, to have a doctor and to have a surgeon or to have these essential uh, people that are behind the scenes uh, that are in front, actually not behind the scenes, but in front, uh, in front of, of everything <laughs> what's going on around there. So you're like, you're, you're right there in the front of the battle. Well, it feels like it most times. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, sir. Man, this is I'm 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 kind of like I'm trying to think at the same time and I'm trying to like speak at the same time so I'm kind of nervous a little bit because this is my first uh podcast man in a long time. It's just kind of like I'm getting into this and I'm kind of over overcoming my fears and that's what this whole podcast is about. It's about really just taking care of uh of your fears on the inside and just saying, hey, you know, you can do this. You know, you can push through. I'm kind of like in, out, and then I'm just speaking to a professional. When it comes down to this, it's like, hey, you know, you got to be there. You got to understand what's going on in his world. You got to understand what's going on in my world. I'm trying to bridge our worlds together because I know that, you know, being a pastor and a surgeon, you know, like I said, they, those medicines, they come together. Now, I was trying to get it in my head of being a pastor at Empowerment Church, and you guys just recently moved, correct? Yes, we just recently relocated 
and uh, we moved our service time. So we changed locations. We changed service times at the same time. Uh, and so, yes, we have relocated. Um, service is going well. Um, it's amazing that even during this COVID uh, season, thank God for vaccinations on well on the way. Thank God for new leadership in our country. Thank God for um, a lot of even some of the herd immunity taking place. People who have already uh, caught, you know, um, been exposed to COVID, caught COVID, recovered from COVID-19. So all of those things are positive and heading in the right direction. Thank God for social distancing and wearing masks and doing those things. So we're doing that at our location where we are now at 5814 Whitman Plaza. Uh, we are actually sharing space with our Bishop, Bishop Al Blue and the Family Life International Ministries. And so it's been working really well for us. We have a ton of space, administrative space, classroom space, even for our youth ministries and, um, you know, meetings and things like that for our leadership training, ministerial development, so many different things that we've been able to do. So this new location, um, although it's temporary until we purchase a facility this year, which we're believing God, we will be purchasing by this summer. Uh, so, but yes, it's been absolutely magnificent. And uh, you've been a great part of helping us get established as well, too, yes. uh, in our technical areas, uh, such as audio, video ministry and things like that. So, yes, thank you, Sean. It is my heart, man, uh, and soul to help out in every which way um, possible that I know I, that I can. And uh, Empowerment Church, I see you guys as a awesome, awesome church that is that has a lot of energy and ready to go. Um, well, out of out of everything that you've done in your life right now, what would you say is your biggest accomplishment uh, overall? Uh. I would, I would say, honestly, just uh, shameless plug, turned 50 a couple of months ago back in December, uh, prior to that as well, just really began to kind of pay attention a little bit more. Like I mentioned on the talk, I mean, on the, the live this morning on Facebook, you know, it's just time to wake up, it's time to pay attention, it's time to focus. And so prior to my 50th birthday, for many months, I was just really focusing on What's next? What matters? What's important? And so what am I most proud of? Man, I'd have to say my family first. Wow. Family, 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 family. Yeah. Um, you know, that to me has been uh, the biggest, biggest accomplishment. And so when you say that, what does that mean? Because family can also be challenging, right? Mm -hmm. Being a father, uh, three kids, uh, grandfather now, two kids, uh, two grandkids, and, um, you know, just leading and loving uh, things like that you know it's just that that particular uh that particular aspect of my life when it comes to family has to be the most um uh, i guess the accomplishment that i'm most proud of um just watching my my son and my daughter grow up watch my daughter now have her own two sons uh, watching my uh my son you know, start to, you know, figure out life and what's next for him. And then my youngest daughter, um, you know, our youngest daughter is uh, now at Xavier University of Louisiana studying medicine um, to become a radiologist. And so, you know, just those things is, is impactful. The, the, and people miss it, but just the fact that my wife and I get to spend a lot of time with our parents, you know, um, that, that matters, man. Those are accomplishments. I thank God 
that I'm not old and my parents are not, um, that they're still ambulatory, mm. that they can still get around on their own, that they can still travel, that they can still do all of these things. And we have realized the significance and the importance of spending time with them now and not when it's too late, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does. Yeah, that, I love that. Yes. I, I love that. I love traveling with our parents. I love traveling with our kids. As we speak, my youngest daughter is on a, on a plane on her way home for the weekend. So, yeah, That's I love it. A very atmos- uh, blessed atmosphere right there, man. That's just awesome. What would you say um, is the next vision? I guess what would be the vision as of right now for the church? Yeah, so first of all, my whole life and, and just the mantra of ministry has just really been about investing in other people, um, transforming lives. Those have been the most, uh, you know, the most important things. And so now um, when it comes to next steps and things like that and, and vision and things like that, it's, it's about making an impact. There's so many times in ministry over the last 20 plus years of uh, being a minister, last 13 plus years being a pastor, that has just been a lot of busy work, you know, just, oh, that's a great idea. Let's do that. Oh, that's a great idea. Let's do that. But when you really get down into the meat and potatoes of ministry and what it's really all about, it's about impact and it's about influence. Mm. And if you don't measure the things that you're doing for the kingdom and for God um, in regard to impact and influence, I really believe that we're missing the mark. What is the impact? What changed because you were there? What is the influence? Who's following God because they saw you following God? Who's loving God? Who's saved because you shared the gospel with them? Those two things, impact and influence, are the most important things in regard to the vision that God has given me for uh, the church and, and things like that. And seeing people's lives turned around. Oh my God, to see people's lives turned around, to see um, the light come on for people, to see people start believing in themselves, to, to watch children grow from elementary to middle and then to high school and they, they sung in the choir, they did praise dance or they went to, to, to Bible church or whatever and now they're leading ministries and now they're running the video ministry or the audio ministry and now they're headed to college. Those things are absolutely rewarding and amazing. And God doesn't have to do it. But he, he, he gives us the privilege of being able to witness some of the great things and some of the miracles that he does on a daily basis. Oh, I love that. Next step, next step I would say, uh, leaving a legacy. Mm. The rest of my life, the rest of the years I have left, is about leaving a legacy. I, I don't want people to just remember I was here. I want people to have something tangible, something uh, measurable, something memorable, <laughs> uh, you know, that they can look back on and they can say, wow, this is a legacy. This is a legacy. Empowerment started with nothing but faith in God. And, and look at where the ministry is now. The family you know, uh, started from here, but because of the impact and the influence of Al and Shonda, 
this is what the family has to look forward to because we all have a head start now. Um, you know, all of these things are about legacy. And so that's what we, that's what we're working on. That's the vision. That's the next step. So all of the things that we're doing now, building um, for-profit businesses, um, working on finding a facility, permanent facility for the ministry, um, you know, being able to continue to work in co- corporate America and be bivocational so that I'm not taxing the ministry until the ministry is ready to be able to afford a full-time pastor. You know, those things matter to me, and those things are what empowers the next steps of leaving a legacy. So, yeah, that's it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's all in a nutshell. I love that. Oh, my gosh. Leaving a legacy. That's the that's the best way to uh, to make an impact on not only and not only in the ministry, but in the world. It's a good thing that you're on here, man, to be able to share the light with us and just talk with us just briefly. But tell them where uh, where we can see you and where we can where we can contact you, where we can contact Empowerment Church. Yes, sir. Empowerment Church is worshiping now at 1 p.m. on Sundays, and we have uh, what we call life groups, the small groups on Zoom and on Google Meets on Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock. Well, now Thursday nights in March, we're moving to Thursday nights at 7 o'clock. You can also find us at Empowerment Church on Facebook. We are live frequently throughout the week uh, with our prayer ministries and, uh, again, our life groups as well. And our Sunday morning services is at Empowerment Church on Facebook. And then also our location, physical location is um, 5814 Ritterman Plaza in San Antonio, Texas, 78218. And uh, we look forward uh, to seeing you. If in person, we are socially distanced. So please, um, if you feel comfortable, come on out and worship with us live and in person. And just know that there's hand sanitizer, there's masks, and we check your temperature at the door. And we would love to have you. We welcome you. And again, if you're not comfortable yet, that is quite all right. We have an online ministry called Empowerment Global. And we have members from all over the place, all over the country that are part of Empowerment Global. Empowerment Global actually has a pastor that is responsible, that assists me in making sure that we meet the needs of all of those partners that are part of the Empowerment Global Ministry. Those are our college students, our military ministry members, and those that just simply don't live in the city of San Antonio and are looking for a great place to worship online. And again, I'm honored to be your pastor, and the rest of the church is honored to be your brothers and sisters, as we affectionately call it, your cousins. Yes, sir. <laughs> and couldn't put it better myself. Yes, sir. We are out. Let's get it. Thank you for checking out the Make History podcast. Please take the time out to like, share, and subscribe to hear our next episodes. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, wherever you're listening.